theologically. What do I believe about God, his son, the Holy Spirit, the scriptures? Well, let's talk about it. Any leadership that teaches you to depend upon another race is a leadership that will enslave you. Any leadership that teaches you to depend upon another race is a leadership that will enslave you. They gave leadership to our poor parents and that leadership made them slaves. Shalom, shalom, and welcome family back to another episode of Jacob C. Podcast, where the diaspora speaks. The purpose of this podcast is to get encouraging, uplifting, thought-provoking content out to the diaspora, the uh, the African-American community who are as a part of the, Sem- the Semitic diaspora. Listen, thank all of you. I thank all of you for continuing to tune in to this podcast each and every week, uh, continuing to support it, continuing to um, to subscribe and to share and to like and all these things that you're doing to support this podcast. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Listen, I'm coming up on a whole year. Jacob C podcast turns a whole year next month. Um, and I definitely want to celebrate. I'm already on my 52nd episode. Um, so we're going to celebrate. I don't know how I celebrate it. Uh, maybe with a special guest. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna do something though to celebrate a whole year of podcasting with Jacob Seed Podcast. Um, And I wouldn't be able to do it without all of you who have listened, who have subscribed, and who have shared literally all over the world. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Listen, if you want to be a part of Jacob Seed Podcast, or um, if you just want to give a shout out and and, and tell people um, how much Jacob Seed Podcast has helped you um, in your walk through the way, um, go ahead and pick up the telephone. Call 901-300-7474 um, and call into the Jacob C. Podcast voicemail. Leave a one-minute voicemail question or comment, and it will be played on a Jacob C. Podcast episode. Uh, so as you heard in the, uh, in the intro there, um, this podcast is talking about what, does, what do I believe. So if you don't know who I am, I'm the host of Jacob C. Podcast, Yermi Yahoo. Um, I'm just a guy who I, I don't claim to know everything, but I, I love the most high. I try my best each and every day uh, to follow his law, statutes, and commandments. I love my family, uh, both my immediate family. I love my, my family, Israel, um, and, I, and I love the people that I, I go to assembly with each and every Sabbath. Um, I'm a very simple guy um, who doesn't look for much, ask for much, but the one thing that I do, that I am, I'm very passionate about the scriptures. I'm very passionate about my relationship uh, with Yahuwah, the Most High. So, uh, theologically, so I've been uh, gotten a lot of questions in whether it's on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it may be about what exactly do I believe? What do I believe about the scriptures? What do I believe about the Son? What do I believe about baptism? What do I believe about the virgin birth? What do I believe? about so on and so forth. So what are my theological views? So we're going to go through those today, and I'll preference it, preference it with this. So I'm going to tell you what I believe. Um, I'm going to give you scriptures uh, to reference with those so you can take and, and study and, and figure out on your own. Um, and questions on DMs, whatever, they're okay. 
But I will say this. If you disagree, just agree to disagree. Uh, because my beliefs, I'm, very, uh, I'm a very stubborn person, I would say. Um, but my, my beliefs do not change. So these are the, uh, my core beliefs, my foundational beliefs that, that move everything else and, and, and set the tone and tenor for everything else that I believe about the scriptures. I believe about society. Um, these views, these theological beliefs literally shape my worldview. This is the way that I see the rest of the world around me. Um, so I don't debate these views whatsoever. I don't argue about these uh, because you can find I can back all these up with scripture and I will be giving you scripture for them as well. Um, so I guess let's just get right into it. So what do I believe? Um, and this is this is nothing original that I have done. I go to an assembly, which I believe they're foundational um, and core beliefs. So I will be, um, and, and so this is what they believe. Thus, this is what I believe. All right. So let's get into it. The first thing about Elohim, the father. I believe the father is the highest authority. And I believe he is the supreme power. I believe he is the source of all things we see and do not see. I acknowledge the Tetragrammaton name of the Most High God, Elohim, Yahuwah, in ancient Paleo and modern Hebrew script. Yah is the ultimate sovereign. But with saying that, I do not force any particular Hebrew pronunciation of his name. Speaking his name in the proper Hebrew tongue is superseded, which means it's, uh, 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 this is higher. So speaking his name in the Hebrew tongue um, is superseded by the way we hold, publish, and represent his name daily. So whether you call him Yahuwah, Yahawashai, um, Yahweh, um, or whatever other names are out there, um, Yahweh, like, yeah, you can know his name, that's okay, and we're commanded to call on his name, but speaking his name in the proper Hebrew does not supersede or is not greater than the way you represent his name, how the way daily by the way that you live. We ought to be daily sacrifices. All right. Uh, look up an Ola offering. That's what we ought to be each and every day, sending a sweet smelling aroma to the most high each and every day. Cause there's a lot of people out here that can pronounce whatever version of a Hebrew name, but they still wicked live in all kinds of ways. They still live after their flesh and not after the spirit. So speaking the Hebrew name is not impressive. Following the laws, statutes, commandments, and the system of Babylon, that's impressive. All right. We also look at God and Lord. I also look at God and Lord as descriptive titles representing to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They are general terms that can be used by any group. I believe that Yahshua, known as Jesus Christ to the world, is the son of Yah. He is the word made flesh, according to John chapter 1, verse 14. He is the physical manifestation and the perfect representation of Yah, dwelling with his people on earth, according to Exodus 29, 45 through 46, Leviticus 26 and 12, John 14 and 9. He is the promise of Isaiah 7, 14, Emmanuel, God with us. He is the mediator of a new covenant, according to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 4 through 5, Hebrews 9, verses 4, 14 through 17. He is the stone of stumbling 
to the house of Israel and Judah. According to Isaiah chapter 8, verses 14, and 1 Peter um, chapter 2, verses 8. Yahshua is the light to the tribes of Israel first, and secondly to the Goyim, who are the nations, the Gentiles, and or non-descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's according to Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. Uh, also verse 8, uh, uh, Isaiah 42, 6, Isaiah 49, 6, Isaiah 51 and 4, Isaiah 60 and 3, and Acts 26, 33. Yahshua received power and authority from Yah, the source. According to Genesis 49, 8 through 12, Matthew 28, 18, Daniel 7, 13, Isaiah 9 and 6, Proverbs 1, 10 and 1 through 7. No one is beside Yah. I mean, there's no one higher than him. Uh, there's no one greater than him. There's no one who could be compared to him in the heavens, on the earth, or beyond the earth. But Yahshua is Ichad, or one with the Father, according to De- Deuteronomy 6 and 4. According to 30, uh, uh, Deuteronomy 32, 9 through 41, John 5, 18, John 8, um, 56 through 59, John 10 and 30, as well as John chapter 14 and 6, um, and also the John 14, 6, and uh, verses 10 through 11. I believe in the virgin birth. Adam was the first man, and Yahshua is the second man. Virgin birth can be found in uh, the first chapter of Matthews. Uh, according to 1 Corinthians 15, 45 through 49, Adam was the first man, Yahshua was the second man. The second man's arrival must be greater than the first man's arrival. I believe that Yah created the first man, Adam, by his hand, and the second man was formed as a seed in the womb of a virgin by his ruach, by his spirit. I believe in water baptism, or the Hebrew custom of a mikvah. Look up mikvah. Just as the scriptures detail in Matthew chapter 3, verse 6, Matthew um, 13, chapters 13 through 16, Luke 3, 16, and John 4, 2. And you can also go into Acts and see where... Um, after Paul was, uh, uh, con- uh, uh, his eyes were opened on the road to Damascus, he went to Ananias' home, and he was baptized in the mikvah. We also believe in the baptism of, of fire, or the spirit, or the ruach, as prescribed for the new covenant. According to Jeremiah 31, 31, Hebrews 8, 8 through 13, through Yahshua. Uh, we can see that through Matthew uh, chapter 3, verse 11, Luke 3, 16, John 20, 20. Acts chapter 2, verses 38 through 39, um, Acts 8, 15 through 18, 1 Timothy 4, 14, Hebrews 6 and 2. We baptize by water. This is what my assembly does. They baptize by water in the name of Yah or, Yahush, uh, or uh, Yahshua. Uh, then they will pray for the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, and lay hands on you in the name of Yahshua, the Messiah, according to Acts chapter 8, verses 18. Um, I believe in the gifts and the order of the Ruach HaKodesh, uh, that is the Holy Spirit, according to 1 Corinthians chapters 14 through 12. Yah seeks those who worship him in spirit and in truth. I'll say that again. Yah seeks those who worship him in both spirit and in truth, according to John chapter 4, verses 23 through 24. I reject the Trinity and any Greco-Roman ideology that originated 
at Babel under Nimrod and the triunal deity worship that has been passed through every civilization to this day. So whether that's 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 uh, Ashtaroth and and Est and and um, uh, what is it uh, the sun gods that are worshipped, um, whether it's Tammuz and Ra and all these other crazy things that's going on based on a father, uh, based on a father mother son deity worship. Um, that's where you get the the um, in the Roman Catholic Church you get the Trinity from. And they passed, and that was passed down through the Protestant churches as well, which is why they believe in the same. I reject the notion of the Trinity. As I said before, in anything that has originated from Nimrod, any triunal deity, deity worship, any of it, rejected. Um, we hold to the word of Yah as it is canonized from Genesis through Malachi. And you can find that in 2 Timothy verses 3 and 16. The Israelites, disciples, and apostles called the Old Testament the Scriptures. So when Paul, uh, Shaul, is telling Timothy that the Scriptures, all Scripture is God-breathed and is suitable for uh, instruction and encouragement and rebuke and reproof, he's not talking about the New Testament. He's talking about from Genesis through Malachi because that's the only Scriptures he would have had. All right? So I'm not saying that the New Testament, the Brit Hadashah, is not God-breathed. What I'm saying is that is not what Shaul or Paul was telling Timothy, 2 Timothy 3.16. We look at the New Testament, I look at the New Testament, or the Brit Hadashah, as the verification of the Tanakh, or the Old Testament, and the commands given by Christ that magnify the law, according to Isaiah 42.21. I will stand on all things that agree with the Torah are, um, that are acceptable today and edify our mind and spirit, according to Romans 15 and 4. So Romans 15 and 4 talks about how what was written for aforetime was written for our learning, that we might, through the scriptures, the Tanakh, have hope. The books that have been removed from the canon or excluded will be viewed, or I view them, as the word of Yah the sources for historical reference and or information to help understand the proper cultural context. If any scripture does not line up with Torah, then it can and will not be taken at face value, according to Deuteronomy 12, 32. So the ones that are not quote-unquote canonized, we're talking about um, things like Enoch and Jasher. Uh, we're talking about things like Second Edris, um, uh, the book of Syrach or Ecclesiasticus, um, all these different things. So a lot of these books are already solidified by the Bible itself because we, we read in Second Kings and Chronicles, is this not written in the book of Jasher? Did not Enoch write these things down? Um, and we also see if you go to Second Edris and, and Sirach and um, the Wisdom of Solomon, if you go into the Brit Hadashah, you see that a lot of the apostles, even Yahshua himself, quotes directly from these books. So we use these books in my assembly, and I believe everybody should be using these quote-unquote hidden books or books that were taken out in order to get a proper cultural, historic background of what was going on in those times. And also it helps you to understand what's also going on in the times of Yahshua and the way of their thought process. Because if you miss, like the Maccabees, you kind of miss the whole setup of the Brit Hadashah. You miss the whole setup of what's really going on in the time of Yahshua. But... 
those books, any books that's hidden. So if, or obviously there's a lot of books that's come out. The uh, what is it? The testimony of, of, of Judas and the, the epistle of Thomas and all these different things. Now, if they do not line up with Torah, I either one, you cannot take them at face value. So it means something else. We have to do a little bit more research or they're just not authentic. Has to be one or the other. I believe that the Torah, a.k.a. the law of Moses, takes you to the Mashiach, the Messiah. This is the physical evidence of faith by obedience, according to Galatians 3.24. Obedience is the work or deed used in Matthew 5.16, John 14.22, James 2.22, and Acts 5.38. Salvation, on the other hand, is not of the law of Moses, according to Romans 4. Uh, verses 13 uh, through 14, and Galatians 3, verses 17 through 19. The space of repentance allowed and the acquiring of salvation is our grace. For Yah, by the blood of Yahshua, to all men, according to Titus 2.11, this free gift can be fortified just as it is attained. According to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 10, Ezekiel 14, 6 through 23, and Ezekiel 18, 24 to 32. I believe that the Torah is not done away with. Yah gave his insight on how to interact effectively and respect one another. He also instructs us on how to love him with all of our heart, soul, and might. This humanitarian and monotheistic faith predates Exodus 19. The Torah predates Exodus 19. Uh, the giving of, of, of the law at Mount Sinai. Adam, Enoch, and Abraham knew this way of life, according to 1 Timothy um, chapter 1, verses 7-8, through 8, and according to Acts 24, 14-16. I acknowledge that the sacrificial law in Leviticus are of none effect because Christ is the ultimate atoning sacrifice, according to Hebrews chapters 2, 4, 7-10. And according to John 1, 29, and Revelations chapter 5, verses uh, 5 through 13, all Levitical procedures will be reinstated. I believe this now. According to prophecy, all Levitical procedures will be reinstated when the Hamashiach, or the Messiah, sits on the throne and sacrifices are reinstated. According to Isaiah 56, 6 through 8, Jeremiah 33, 15 through 18, Ezekiel 40, 40 uh, 42, verses 42, and um, Ezekiel 44, 11, Ezekiel 46, 24, and Ezekiel 43, 18 through 27. I believe and honor the seventh-day Sabbath from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown, according to how the days were set up in the book of Genesis chapter 1. This is a set-apart time blessed and sanctified by the Most High Yah. According to Exodus 20, verses 8 through 11, Genesis 2, verses 1 through 3, uh, we honor the day by assembling ourselves together to the word of Yah, worship, prayer, and fellowship. So I, we literally, me and my family, we literally spend all day at our assembly. And people are like, oh, man, how do you spend the whole day at the assembly? I can never come because... Man, y'all spend too much time in there. But it's funny how because I spend uh, maybe what from about 1 o'clock 
12, 30, 1 o'clock to about 8 o'clock at night in my assembly. I spend there, so it's about seven hours, seven or eight hours. But time flies by at your job. Nobody's complaining about that. You can literally spend four and a half hours at a baseball game, at a baseball game, excuse me, and to go kick it with your friends for four more hours and, and your day. I mean, nobody's complaining about that. But when it's you can go to a, a playoff basketball game, and I've done this. Been there for like six hours because of over the regular game and then overtime after overtime after overtime after overtime. Nobody's leaving. Nobody's complaining. Everybody's still ordering drinks, still ordering food. Nobody's upset. They still got to be up in there. But it, when it comes time to honor the Most High, when it comes time for you to give him something and he's not giving you something, when it comes time to return the gifts that he has given to you, when it comes time for you to worship, for you to pray, and I should say us, to worship and to pray and to give him something. That's what the Sabbath is about. When we go into worship, when we go into our assemblies and worship him, that's the time we give up ourselves to him. Oh, now folks got a problem because we're selfish. We are a selfish people that only look out for ourselves, unfortunately. Now, obviously, there's some of us that's listening to this podcast and, and you uh, celebrate the seven-day Sabbath and, and, and all praises to the Most High for you. But then others you are listening or the listeners that you know, others who just, they because you up in there too long, they don't want to come up in there to learn of the Most High Yah. That's crazy to me. You can spend a whole day in school, more than seven, eight hours sometimes, depending on how many classes you got in college. And you learning and soaking up all this knowledge to get your degree, having a good old time. Yes, some days you're tired, some days you're exhausted, but you keep going. You keep going, don't you? Because you paid a good price to go to that college. You paid a good price to go to that university. But guess what? Somebody paid an even greater price for your soul. And spending a few hours with like-minded believers it ain't going to hurt you. Matter of fact, it's commanded. It's a Moedim, a set-apart time that the Most High expects all those who really believe in him to do. Because if you love him, y'all can finish that. That's right. You keep his commandments. Let's move on. The Feast of Yah set apart appointed times to meet with our Creator. I believe and honor his Moedim, his set-apart days. Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, Pentecost, Feats of Trumpets, Day of Atonement, Feast of Tabernacles, and the Last Great Day. These days represent Yah's plan of salvation. These appointed times are our for our benefit. We cease from work, fellowship, and fellowship with like-minded believers, bring offerings to the fi- uh, festivals, and gain spiritual strength and spiritual growth. According to Exodus 23.17, Deuteronomy 16.16, 16, Zechariah 14.16-8, and John 7 and 2. We also observe and worship on the new moons, according to Ezekiel 3.5 and Ezekiel 46.3. I believe in the tithing and the offering. 10% of your increase for tithes, and there is no set amount for offerings. It's all for kingdom work. Most people are not in an agrarian culture where your increase is based off harvesting at certain times of the year, like the ancient Israelites, like our ancestors. We receive our increase weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly. You receive it in a in a in a in, in paper, in some money that goes to your bank account, 
or they give you a check. Therefore, we are instructed through Scripture to bring 10% to the place you take your offerings, to your local Levite or your congregation, according to Genesis 14, 20, Deuteronomy 12, 6 through 8, and 17 through 19. Um, in my assembly, they strongly encourage the second tithe as well. So the second tithe don't go to the pastor and to, the, to your moray, to whoever. So the second tithe is, is temp, you, so, you, you, so how the second tithe work is, say you have a dollar. Somebody gave you a dollar. And you tithe 10% of that dollar, which is what? 10 cents. So now you have 90 cents left. Now you'll tithe 10% of that 90 cents. That would be your second tithe. So the second tithe is set apart for the family or individual to have provisions for themselves and the poor among us at the feast where Yah places his name, according to Deuteronomy 14, 22 through 27. So if you save a second tithe, when it comes time for feasts like Sukkot, um, if you're, if you know, if you're traveling or, or going, living out in a tent or you're in a hotel or if you're in a, whatever, t whatever your temporary dwelling place looks like, um, you can have monies set up uh, for that time. And you can not just thinking about yourself and your family, but you can also have, have money set up for the festivals for people who cannot, uh, don't have the money to attend. Now you can sponsor them. Um, you can make sure that everybody is enjoying the feast of the most high. Also. My assembly teaches, and I believe, that the renewed covenant of Jeremiah 31:31 is as scripture state for the house of Israel and Judah, or the tribes of Israel only. I'll repeat that. My assembly teaches, and I believe, that the renewed covenant of Jeremiah 31:31 is the, as the scripture state for the house of Israel and Judah, or the tribes of Israel only. We believe. That the Hebrew terms for congregation, adah, or assembly, or kahal, and church, and um, ecclesia in Greek are specifically speaking, and all those things mean the, the, the gathering of the ones, or the called out ones, or the chosen ones, right? Are specifically speaking about the gathering or coming together of the children of Israel, according to Psalm 78.5, Psalms 147.20, and Matthew 15.24. I believe that the broken branches in Romans 11 represent the 12 tribes of Israel and the wild olive branches represents the Gentile nations and or non-Israelite descendants. Uh, my assembly and I believe that uh, we use biblical and other historical sources to affirm that the descendants of the transatlantic slave trade were mainly Hebrews. We do not ascribe to the tribes of Israel only being one shade of brown or specific color. Through varying migration routes, different climates, diet change, and intermingling among other people, this would be impossible and scholarly incorrect to base tri uh, tribal lineage off of melanin, melanin levels. And I'll have a guest on here soon also, um, and uh, she's an expert, or she's versed in race relations. So we're going to talk about deconstructing race with her. So I can't wait till you guys hear that. It's gonna, I promise it's going to bless you. So it's, it's scholarly incorrect to base tribal lineage off of melanin levels. Practice of the Torah, establishment of Hebraic customs found within the culture, and historical proof of speaking and writing the language are the context clues we use to determine who we are. The biblical text will be the main source to establish the premise within the so-called black communities. The application of grace is why the natural branches are being restored to the vine. The same grace was shared to the nations. 
the restored and grafted seed must adhere to the Torah. I'll say that again. The restored and grafted seed must adhere to Torah. And I'll say it for a third time for those who didn't hear it in the back, because there's a lot of us who have come to an identity of being a Hebrew or being an Israelite or being uh, Ivri or whatever you want to call yourself. But for some reason, we do not want to uh, 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 humble ourselves under the yoke of Torah. The restored and grafted seed must adhere to Torah. Message. One law shall be for him that is homeborn and to the stranger that shall journ among you, according to Exodus 12, 49. So I'll tell you this. So when I, <clears throat> the way I came in was through a Messianic Jewish synagogue. And there they taught that the so-called Gentiles do not have to follow the same law as the Israelites. So they didn't have to eat kosher. They didn't have to um, uh, completely follow this, uh, the Sabbath. And uh, I forgot some other stuff they was talking about. But really all they were expected to do, well, I take that back. They were expected to follow Sabbath. I think that's probably like the only thing. So they can really eat what they want to eat, um, do pretty much what they want to do. So pretty much you, you were a Christian coming to church on Saturday if you were a Gentile at that synagogue. Um, it was crazy because it flies in the face of what Torah says. Uh, Torah plainly says in Exodus 12, 49, that one law, not two, not three, not four, not five, but one law shall be to him that is homeborn, so the Israelite, and the stranger that sojourns among you. So the Israelite and everybody else in your assembly who ain't Israelites, it doesn't matter. They all have to follow the same law, which is Torah. In this covenant, all are required to repent and be baptized and filled with the Ruach HaKodesh, according to Mark 1, 9 through 11, and Mark 16, 16. Acts 2.38, 1 Corinthians 12.13. I'm aware of the Silk Roads, the, um, the dispersion into the southern Saudi Arabia, Europe, and also into the Indian Ocean via the trans-Saharan slave trade. There are numerous possibilities when it comes to the hidden ones, according to Psalms 83 and 3. We firmly stand on the fact that no sinner, no sinner, will enter the kingdom regardless of lineage. And that's according to Mark 10, 17 through 27, Mark 16, 16, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10, also 1 Corinthians 15, 50, Galatians 5, 21, and Revelations 21 through, um, Revelation 21, 6 through 8. So <clears throat> that's just a little taste, a little... Uh, example of my theological background. So what I believe about certain things, right? Uh, so you don't have to ask or worry or whatever. Now, I will say if you disagree with some of those things, you know, may the, may, may Elohim bless you. And I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with us disagreeing about some things. Um, although Amos says, how, how, can, how can two walk together unless they agree? The truth is, when people usually say that, what they're saying is, um, you should be agreeing with me and me alone. And they don't have any open mind 
to try to be learned of somebody else. So what I will say is I'm okay with us disagreeing because I know none of us know it all. I don't know it all. As, as Shaul would say that we're looking through a dim, a dim glass window and we know in part until Mashiach comes back and teaches us the whole thing. And then, and then, and then the promise of, of Jeremiah chapter 31 will be in us that his law, his law, the law of the Most High, will, will be on our hearts and also be on our minds so that we would no longer sin again. So if you disagree, that's okay. But I will say you need to get into an assembly that you do agree with, that you can learn and grow spiritually in. Because sitting in your living room and watching YouTube and not gathering with the brothers and sisters, that's not what Sabbath is about. That's, you can't do the Moedims by yourself. If, if, you go, if you go to the Torah where it lists all of the, all the, the Moedims in Leviticus, you'll see that, that the Most High calls them uh, 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 convocations, which means that it's a meeting of people. You cannot do this thing by yourself, my brother. You cannot do this thing by yourself, my sister. So find yourself an assembly that you agree with theologically. Place yourself there. Don't go assembly hopping to this assembly and that assembly because somebody didn't hurt your feelings or somebody didn't let you do something. They didn't let you teach or they didn't let you make the fringes or whatever crazy thing people leave assemblies for. Get somewhere. Sit down. Be taught. Grow in the most high. I love you. May the most high bless you. As always, keep it 98 plus 2. Seek the truth. Live it out. Inform others. Shalom. Thank you.